Welcome to another episode of the Be True to You podcast, a podcast designed to question what we've been taught, talk out perspectives, and break through to be our most true selves. I'm your host, B, and today I have the beautiful Tiffany joining the podcast. I'll be asking them our traditional eight questions today so that we can gain a little bit of perspective into their life. Tiffany says a song that encompasses their essence is Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. Howdy. Hey, <laughs> Queen. How you doing on this Monday? Oh, my God. I mean, you know, it's just kind of life. Yeah, bro. I hear you it's 100%. Just, it's just vibes. Like, I just wake up and I'm like, what, what, what are we doing today? Yes, we're getting back to it. Yeah, yeah. same old grind. I, I on the great train. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay, we're starting off with question number one tip. This is the three for one special. Who are you? What do you do? And is that where you want to be right now? Um, so my name is Tiffany. I currently work in title insurance and I had to think really hard and long about, you know, if this is where I want to be or what I want to do. And for now, I'm going to say yes. Cool. Purely because when I came upon title insurance, it was kind of out of pure luck. I had been unemployed for a few months. I just up and quit my retail job because it didn't serve me anymore. Nice. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have no idea. Right. Um, and that was when my dad had introduced me to that family friend we were talking about before we started recording. Um, yeah. And she really took me under her wing, really helped me develop. And she helped me realize that, um, like, I've always had a passion for helping people, but I don't like to be that person that's at the forefront saying, like, I did this. I did this. Like, I did this for you. Right. I would rather just, like, do something knowing that it's mutually beneficial to me and someone else and just swallow that and, like, move on with it. And that's what yeah. title insurance really has allowed me to do. That's so cool. Because it's all part of like the home buying process. Most people don't know about it when they do go to buy a home unless they're like either in their like in the industry or ask the right questions. Right. So I'm just like a silent little little helper. I'm just an elf. And I'm fine with that. That's my dream job. First of all, <laughs> that's literally well, I, I'm an executive assistant and that's my favorite. It's like it's the same kind of vibe where I just want to, I just want to do my job, but I'm not trying to be the forefront of the the business. I'm not trying to be like, look at me. I'm just trying to get my stuff done in the back. So I love that you're able to like actually help people and do that. So mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Um, so this is where you want to be, right? For now. Cool. I mean, I'm definitely more of a, I used to not be, but I definitely am more now like a go with the flow kind of person. I um, had moved my life from Richmond to DC to be up here with Alex and kind of like pursue careers and whatnot with each other. And I unfortunately got let go from the job that I had up here gotcha. um and ironically enough because like I said me and my boss are really close friends and whatnot we'd been communicating and I had been able to like talk to her the day that I got let go yeah and she was like, okay well what can I do for you <laughs> she's like we've always loved you you know the boss always talks about you said if you ever come back to Richmond let us know and they were fortunate enough like within a week I had an offer I had a job I had gone down gotten my equipment Oh my around <laughs> and they're allowing me to like work from home yeah. right now yeah. until I move back in August like when our lease is up here oh my god you're moving back here I am moving back <laughs> that's exclusive but also this is very important to me that's yes. very fun to know okay sorry okay we're coming back oh fun okay keep going sorry <laughs> but um all of that being said it kind of made it made me realize that like what's meant for you is always going to find you you know what Hannah Montana said or Miley, whichever one of her personas was, you can you can change your hair, you can change your clothes, but you'll always find your way back home. Yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> I don't see the rest of my life being in Richmond or anything like that. Like we are we want to move south and everything, but it just kind of felt like fate. Yeah. When it when it all happened, because it was just coincidence after coincidence. And I don't know, for lack of a better word, like a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. That's yes. so cool that they were able to jump in and help. I love oh, yeah. that. They are rock stars. She is definitely a major inspiration. She's a powerhouse. Yeah, I love more her. hours and more time than anyone I've ever known in any career. And she mm. kills it each time. She's got the patience of a goddess. Love her. A diva is a female version of a hustler. And that woman sounds that is her. to a top. That is absolutely <laughs> her. <laughs> to the top, to the deep, deep top. I love the idea of not only jumping in the actual day that it happened to you, but also I think it also makes a small testament to who you are that she was like, we're not letting this happen to you. Like you are too valuable of a human being. So yeah. just hold that tight to yourself because that just shows that you're clearly doing all the right stuff no matter what actually is happening to you. Yeah, it felt, it felt really nice. I mean, I've, I've come to find like in my late 20s, 
how many people care about me without telling me they care about me yeah and like being more perceptive to how others behavior probably reflects towards me and towards them yeah and it, it was just really heartwarming to i mean with all the stuff she had going on and still has going on in her life that she made right. it was um, i'm speechless half the time still shout out to your boss she sounds like a I real i feel boy. like i'm daydreaming like i went back into the office for a week just to work and like the boss was like hey good to have you back and i was like ah, you guys like me this is fun <laughs> you guys are happy yay i'm happy <laughs> Oh, I love that. Well, good, Holmes. I'm glad. Let's move on to question number two. Tiffany, what is the biggest breakthrough you've had recently or of all time? Um, I guess it's kind of both, whether it's like all time and like recent. I think I recently realized this, but I've been practicing it without realizing it for a little while. It's um not chasing things in life. I feel like from the time we're born to the time we die, we're taught to like chase things, whether it's a career, an education, a person, a lifestyle. And that's just so exhausting. Constantly running and like never just like stopping and never feeling like what you're doing is good enough or like constantly comparing yourself to other people and being like, well, I'm 26. Why don't I have the same things that they do at 26? Mm -hmm. And that pressure really weighs on you. So I yeah. kind of just let that go. Yeah, I absolutely. can't even like explain how like I just stopped giving a fuck. <laughs> you have to. Your body like, just literally can't have the energy for it anymore. Yeah, I burned out. Yeah, and I was like, okay, something's got to fucking give. Like, what do I, what do I do here? Right. And I was like, why do I care so much about what everyone else is doing when it's only impeding my ability to do the things in my life that benefit me? Yeah, I was holding myself back by like standing in front of these walls of other people's lives knowing i had no right going over them yes waiting for a rope or a ladder or something to help me climb over into like whatever patch of grass they've got water your own grass why was i not taking care of myself <laughs> yeah no I, I feel that i mean why do you feel like you weren't taking care of yourself like what was going on were you enjoying the chase or you were just doing it because everybody else was doing it too well i mean growing up my uh and I guess we can get into it a little bit later because I know there's some other questions that'll probably go into it. But like my mother was a very cruel person, suffered a lot of like emotional, physical, mental abuse and things like that. And just my needs were always secondary. Yeah. And I was basically there, you know, to do whatever other people needed me to be. I was the yes man. Gotcha. And so I just filled that role my entire life because that was the one thing that kept the people that were supposed to love me happy. Yeah. So obviously it's going to keep the other people in my life that are maybe going to love me happy as well. But I wasn't happy. Right. And it didn't matter if everyone else around me was because eventually that would all come crumbling down too. It was all a facade. Right. right and right, the second right. I disappoint or let someone down, I can't maintain those standards anymore. We're both in the shitter. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't so work out. Sacrificing your own happiness is mm -hmm. going to get you nowhere in life. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad you picked up on it though. And especially at like a younger age, people will do this until their fifties, you know? So like but people do it their entire lives. I was going to say hats off to you for finding it. <laughs> Cause it can, it is, it can be a lot. So tell me like, what is the reward of the breakthrough? Obviously we've stopped giving a fuck, but have you been able to really release? Like, can you really scroll on social media and not compare yourself to anybody else? Like, how do you find yourself being like, oh, I'm fully released from this? So when it comes to social media in general, I treat it transactional. Love. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just mindless. Alex calls it doom scrolling. No, really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, I'll just be on my phone and he's like, are you doom scrolling again? I'm like, yeah. It's like, what uh -huh. are you looking at? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't absorbed anything I've watched in the last hour unless I've shown it to you. It's, it's literally just, I don't know. Right. I think another part of it too, like the biggest reward, uh, I definitely have a lot less resentment and I carry a lot less stress Nice. because now I'm not looking to other people for blame or like holding on to other people's examples to beat myself up with. Nice. So whether it's self-resentment or resentment towards other people, like projected resentment, it's just yeah someone's got something I don't, great. What can I do to get it? Yeah, absolutely. That's and if you I'm want saying. it, go get it, right? right. Yeah. 
Absolutely. No, I totally feel that. That's a really nice way of phrasing it. I feel like that's a breakthrough I've kind of always been trying to get through because mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I will look at social media and I will see, I've said it before my podcast and I'll say it again. If you own a house, I'm upset. Uh, I am. It's so yeah. hard because that's like the one thing that I want. Right. And then I, I just can't physically get it right now, but watching everybody else, I'm like, where are you getting this money? Where are you doing this? Cause like, I just can't stop. And I want to be free so bad and just instead of chase, just manifest the house, right? Just say it's coming. It'll come to me. But I, I feel like you're right though. Life is, you know, you got to be a pusher. You got to go get it yourself. If you want right. to go get it. Um, so I feel that I think that's just something that I'm, I'm going to take for myself. Cause I feel, I feel like I relate to that, but I feel like I need to be as strong as you in that aspect. <laughs> well, I will say working in title insurance definitely makes that qualm a lot easier because I've literally seen everything from, loan applications from when people are trying to get homes all the way to the very end the deed that goes to recordation when they finally purchased it wow and so i i firsthand you know i've seen the struggles of what people go through to purchase houses i've seen the programs they have to apply to the applications that get denied the taxes that they have to look up anyone that's buying a house unless they're literally paying in cash is going through some kind of battle to obtain it Ooh. Even if even if they're like quick flip houses, like if it's like a three month turnaround, right? That's still a lot. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of mental preparation. Your agent will try and say that, oh, you don't have to do anything. Please be involved as much as possible. Tiffany's like, get your ass up and work. No, I'm kidding. Well, I mean, learn about it too. Yeah, you, 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 you need I mean, to. There are so many things that go into it. Like you could be held financially accountable for something if you're not aware of it. Yeah, or reading paying all for things paperwork. you shouldn't be paying for. Like just. Right. Bare minimum, just Google title insurance before you buy a house. Give Tiffany a call. Um, that's going to be my first call when I get a house, for sure. Yeah. Whenever I start actually looking, I'm going to be calling with a lot of questions. Oh, great. <laughs> She's like, please. Answer, but I'll know people who have them. That sounds great. We can work with that. Um, but no, I think I think you're absolutely right. You know, you just have to actually put in the time and effort if it's something that you want in the sense of like paying attention to paperwork and things that are like legalities right. and stuff. And I mean, you can buy a house with zero dollars down. That is a really hard battle. Yeah. You have to go through a lot of steps. Yeah. Mortgage insurance is a pain in the ass, but you can do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah. It's just, no one wants to if they don't have to. So I get I it. But I don't want to have to do that. No. Oh, God. Yeah. You're going to be my first call. Even if, even if you can't answer my questions, I'm going to be like, listen, this is my list. Where do we go from here? Email chain. I like, copied every single person I know. Please help. Someone please respond to me. Listen, in times of desperation, I'm sure people do that in some way, shape, or form. Um, okay, moving on to question number three. Tiffany, what is the weirdest thing you do that makes complete sense to you, but not many people around you? Um, I would definitely say that I try to set my boundaries as early as possible. And to a lot of people, I don't necessarily think it would seem crazy to everyone else, but I think it seems bitchy to everyone else. Fair. I hear you. Because when you're very forward about the things you will and won't take in this world, a lot of people automatically assume that you're bitter, that life's been cruel to you. And maybe I am a little bit of both of those things, (laughs) but I'm going to do it. (laughs) But I'm also doing it for the sake of protecting my own peace. You know, every night when I go to bed, whether I'm sleeping next to Alex or I'm sleeping by myself, I am alone. Yeah. I fall asleep with myself. I wake up with myself. The bubble that I keep myself in has to be a stronghold. Absolutely. And I'm not even going to allow you to cross the boundary because if I tell you what it is and you cross it anyways, I automatically know that you're not the person for me. Yep. You knew better. I told you what the repercussions were. It's really, really hard to like get people to respect your boundaries once they've crossed them if you haven't set them. Yeah. I feel like that's where a lot of conflict starts because they're like, oh, why do you have an issue with this all of a sudden? I've had an issue with it from the get-go. Oh, sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I just didn't say anything because I don't know. I was a pussy. Like, I don't right, right, I right, right. Of right. what the reaction towards me would be if I told you guys immediately, hey, by the way, I don't take this. Right, absolutely. Because a lot of people don't perceive that very well. Now I just, I don't care. 
Absolutely. And I think too, um, just women in general, uh, have always kind of been punching bags and as, <laughs> but as we've grown older and we've been able to, I mean, I'm not even kidding, like get jobs, be able to vote. We can also stand up for ourselves and right. environments that are difficult. And that's against people that are out of the ordinary, like our parents and stuff like that. And they're shocked that we would have these high standards or boundaries. And it's like, right. no, every single human has these. Yeah. You just have to sometimes vocalize it. And it doesn't mean that you're a bitch. It means that you're protecting your peace. You said it best. Like if you guys are choosing to sacrifice yourself for the right. sake of someone else, whether you know them really well or not, odds are they're not the person for you. Yeah. If you feel like you have to do that, like dilute yourself in any kind of way just to be heard or like wanted, we don't need them. Right. You want Even if it's the only person team. in your life, you're better right. off being alone. And hey, if you, I think finding that when you, when you're talking about like going to sleep, even next to your partner, which I'm the same way, like I feel very alone. It's like, this is it. It's me, myself and I, the three of us, we've been BFFs from the get go. Like it really is you that takes you through life. You can obviously use emotional support and support systems, but at the end of the day, it's your choice to get up, go to work, come home, cook dinner, make all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be overwhelming to a point where I'm like, I can't do this for anybody else. Um, which we were talking about before the podcast. I personally feel like because I have to do all those things, it's a lot of responsibility. I don't feel the necessary need to have a child. I would love to hear your thoughts on having children and if that's in the plans for you at some point <laughs> um it's kind of funny that you asked that because both of our parents recently i guess over like the last few years it went from don't have kids it's too early like we can wait it's fine and now like when am i getting a grandbaby oh when are you guys God. buying a house when are you getting married mm -hmm. when are you settling down and it's like god damn <laughs> can we just like rewind three years ago when y'all weren't worried about this right what changed I would love to have a child one day maybe yeah. um i'm also fine with like not having my own and like adopting i don't care like i'd want to spread love and like put positive energy into the universe through any means necessary Same, yeah. um but it's also not a priority like i know i'm not mentally ready for it i still feel most of the time like i am barely 23. Yes. sometimes i wake up and i'm like i am creeping up on 30. every day yeah every day i'm, I'm closer to 30 than i mm -hmm. am to 20 and why do i still feel like i've got nothing figured out i really hope 30 is the age where things start clicking like people say it is yes <laughs> that's what they say it because then it, be. it feels like we've hit some part of life when i asked my dad um very similar i was like when when am i going to figure it all out he was like oh, you know, well, i figured out i think it was like 29 i was like don't tell me that okay because here i am at 28 <laughs> <laughs> i got 365 days <laughs> i got six months left what are you telling me like um, but no, I, I, I respect that so much. And I think you said it best when you said it's just not your priority right now. Right. Um, and I, I think that that's very important and I'm sorry you're feeling pressure from family. I know what that feels like. It rolls right off my shoulders because nice. again, at the end of the day, both my dad and Alex's parents are the type where they're of the belief that as long as we're happy and successful in our lives, we don't need to add anything extra to it unless yeah. we're ready for it. Yeah. Like the, the, they joke most of the time, right? I'm sure Alex gets a lot of it too. The whole like, oh, when are you guys getting married type right, thing. Right. But like, that's just the age that we're at. It's how long we've been together. Like, those are just standard questions you start getting. Yeah. I'm not going to bother me. I've got better things to worry about. Yeah. Got, so you guys are just going to get the same script over and over again. The ha ha ha, I don't know. We'll see. And it's when we move in together. It's when the partners move in together and they're like, so what's going on? Why isn't yeah, this moving like, faster? You guys have settled down. Yeah. You guys have a house together. It's like Literally we, every single time we've moved, it's been, you know, you guys could pay the exact same or less for a mortgage. And I'm like, I know, I literally work in the industry. I <laughs> you see know how, it every day. <laughs> you know how like, exhausted the real estate market is right now? Yeah. Finding a house is impossible. Mm -hmm. Like, just let me, I'm fine with I'm it. I'm fine. I'm good. I've also heard uh, my mom but say it, like, oh, you're throwing it away. Your rent money, you're just throwing it away, essentially. And I'm like, okay, well, at least I have a place to live. I'm not throwing it, but so far, you know? Right. I'm and I mean, if I die go. tomorrow, I can't even take the house with me either. Bro, and what are they going to do with it? I can't take anything with me. Right. Someone else can have it, but he, like, 
it's just an, it's just a thing. It's just another it thing to own, and I don't need to do that right now. Yeah, that's completely fair. Um, Tiff, what's that? A what's like a activity that brings you like closest to your best self? Um, is music in general a good answer? I feel like I always tell people that ninety five percent of my head is music. Mm -hmm. Like it's just constant elevator music up here. I love it. I, I love, love it. Like, I, I love surrounding myself with like positive sounds. I don't know if like you've ever seen the guy on TikTok where he's like songs that scratch my brain just right or something like that. Ooh, I'm a and he like that. finds bits and snippets of like songs where it's like really nice chords or really nice harmonies or like melodies or something like that. And that's exactly how I feel music. Oh. Like I, I more like perceive it as the sounds and and like the emotion than like the words and the meaning for, first and foremost. Yeah. Because if something sounds happy to me, it's going to itch that part of my brain. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know, it's magical. I completely So I'm agree. always listening to music. I'm always humming. I'm always singing. I'm also always singing. <laughs> I sing in the grocery store. I sing. Mm -hmm. I don't care. And a lot of people are like, aren't you embarrassed if someone hears you? I'm like, no. What, what are they, they going to say to me? Please stop. First of Why all, I sound great. Me? Yeah, exactly. First of all, you never see me ever again. You're welcome. <laughs> I just brought you entertainment. Sit down right. and enjoy the show. Whether it was good or bad, you saw something. Yeah. That and was you, an experience. Listen, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Music is a great answer. I think that when you feel the beats just go into your soul, you right. know, like, I think you're right. Just that scratching that itch. It's different. Yes, absolutely. We find the right song, like you're in the right mood. Yeah. And unfortunately for me, a lot of that is Ariana Grande. <laughs> hey, that is not unfortunate. I will I will tell you my old roommate one time when Ariana Grande did not win the Grammys or whatever it was. Yeah. You know That's what I'm talking completely about. Robbed. Yes. <laughs> yes. My roommate was devastated. Now, granted, we've been drinking. Billy got it and yes. Ariana. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> devastated. Devastated. Sobbing. Weeping. It is what it is. It Again, was music awards to me, transactional. It's another thing. Very fair. <laughs> I personally, I didn't even, I forgot how like important that probably is to musicians. I remember when like Taylor Swift like showed a video of her not even getting nominated and she'd worked so hard on her album and all this stuff. And I was yes. like, oh man, that is probably, I, I was like, I didn't even think that like artists are working because like this could be a Grammy award winning album. Yes. Right. I never thought I was like, y'all are just doing it for the fans, putting it out. Right. And then I saw that yeah. clip and I was like, oh, they're, oh, that's they're right. People. They're, people. <laughs> they're human. They're doing their jobs. Incredible. Right. Um, but no, I, Ariana Grande is a phenomenal artist. Um, Mac Miller thoughts. Uh, God. He's RIP. Yeah. Yes. An absolute angel. He is. I miss Vocals him every day. of a god. His his album they dropped after he passed away is still constantly getting played in my house. Mm -hmm. What? Oh, for sure. Forever. But I will never not listen to that man. Yeah, absolutely. I just <laughs> every honestly time. anything that she touches, I tend to linger towards. Yeah, that's which fair. is unfortunate circumstance, maybe, but it's kind of mutually beneficial. Like I love the weekend now. Yes, I've always absolutely. been a big Disney fan. So any single time she like covers Disney songs, I'm like, hook it to my veins. Yeah, hook it to my. I'm setting alarms for the yes. song drops. Oh. I will tell you what. Yes. I'm in her top like one percent of listeners every year on Spotify. Really? Yes. When her last album dropped, Positions, yes. it literally dropped like maybe a month and a half before the raps came out. That entire album was in there. <laughs> Said, a whole year's yeah, worth of data out the door. Ariana Grande came down. <laughs> she don't know anyone else. That's incredible. It's like all Ariana Grande, Billy Joel. <laughs> Maybe a little third eye blind in there. Come on, spice it up. I love there. that. There you go. There you but go. But 90% of it. That's crazy, but so dedicated. And I, I love the dedication. I don't even know how it happened. I, I sometimes know. sometimes it's good. I'm pretty sure um Positions was great. I loved everything on that album. Thank you. Next was incredible. Sweetener was honestly fine. That was probably my least favorite. And I even liked all of those. Oh um I think Sweetener was one of my favorites. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to hit it on no. that. Out of all of her discography, I just have sweeteners towards the end, but it's not my least favorite by any means. Um, but anyway, sorry. I just music is a great answer. Didn't mean to get off topic. Um she's worth it. 
I'll talk about Ariana Grande any day of the week. That's what I love to hear. Um, okay, Tiffany, what? Let's see. Question number four. What is a trauma that has shaped you or you are still working to break through? Um, one of the biggest things, and I had touched on this earlier, was definitely my mom. Yeah. Like again, the trauma was just it was relentless. I won't really get into details because this is more so meant to be lighthearted and just more encouraging. I don't really want to bring anyone down. So we're not even going to talk about it. I'm working okay. through it. I'm yeah, moving but... on from it. Yes. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I am still working through, because I'm not going to say that I've mastered it. Anything that I say I've mastered, I'm lying. Right. Fair. <laughs> um, is realizing that just because someone is around you constantly or even related to you, and is showing you a form of love doesn't mean that they actually love you. Mm -hmm. And I guess what I'm trying to say is growing up, we were always taught, you know, your parents love you no matter what they do, no matter what they say at the end of the day, there's one core fact that stays true and they love you. And I can't tell you how many times I heard the words, I do not love you. from mm. my mm. And that's perfectly fine. She can do her own thing whatever right but like that was a really hard thing for me to swallow is realizing that like love isn't owed yeah you know yeah just because someone births you just because someone raises you just because someone has played a major influence in your life it doesn't mean that they necessarily love you or that you necessarily have to show them love and affection yeah just because you feel like you owe it to them yeah absolutely where do you feel like so, you learned that from? Like, how did you come to that realization? Honestly, just the people around me. Yeah. The, the stronger and stronger my community gets, I like to call everyone in my life like beautiful little sunbeams. <laughs> because that's what they are. Like, they bring yeah. me so much sunshine. They make the colors in my world brighter. And it really made me realize, like, sure, blood is thicker than water. But the water's more refreshing than being stabbed in the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Problem, girl. I, yes, ma'am. I want, I want the people that choose me. Yeah, absolutely. And that know I'm always going to choose them. Mm -hmm. And I think the the more I stopped trying to be the yes man and started being myself and just started realizing, like, people are going to accept me and care about me no matter who I am. Right. It really made it a lot easier to to realize that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm proud of you for coming to that realization. It's been a big year. I mean, a right. lot of these realizations have come in within, like, the last, like, three years. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I don't even know how or why. I mean, about three or four years ago. Oh, yeah, I do know how or why. <laughs> it just like, like, I actually pinpoint that. out loud, and you're like, yeah. wait a second. I started therapy, like, three or four oh, cool. years ago. Nice. And I had tried therapy once in the past. And in the very first meeting, I told the man, yes, I have been suicidal in the past. He was like, oh, Okay. So maybe some breathing techniques would help. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. first and last time I ever saw that man, I took a break from therapy. Absolutely. Um, and then I finally just like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't feel like a passenger in my own body. What a good and I don't that. know how to take the wheel back. Right. And thank God for Alex and his patience. Because mm -hmm. he really has been a big role in like constantly pushing me to be the best version of myself and seeking out those things that I need and really discouraging the idea that stigmas exist. Yeah, absolutely. Because there are so many negative stigmas that come with mental health, that come with, you know, being emotionally distraught or like just working through trauma in general. Yes, absolutely. And just having that constant voice outside of my head, combating yeah. that's inside of my head saying, shut up. Yeah. Listen to me. Yeah. These are the things that are going to help you, and we're going to do it. Yeah. It was never just you. It was we. Right. Oh. And it was, it's just, I don't. No, I love again, that. I always got a loss for words because I don't know how I've gotten so fortunate. And it took a lot of pushing and a lot of patience for me to finally say, yeah, I'm going to do this for myself. And it was the same thing with drinking. Um, but yeah, now I am happily medicated. I talk to yes. just regularly. I am, we talked about like setting boundaries early on. I am an open book. Mm -hmm. I always have been. Like if people want to ask me questions, 
I tell them the same thing my dad's always told me. I'll answer your question, but I might not give you the answer you're hoping for. Right, right. And and that's just what I live by now because like I can't be what everyone else wants me to be. Absolutely. And maybe it took a little bit of medication to figure that out. Okay, but sometimes it does. We're beautiful, easy breezy. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. And I think, um, oh, I lost my chain of thought. But uh, uh, how long have you and Alex been together now? Because it's it's been a while. Oh my god, it's been. It'll be eight years in June. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have a June anniversary. That's cute. Um, Oh, I remember. So when you're, you said your dad either told you this, um, but that you preface, like you may not like it, but you can ask me anything. Mm -hmm. First of all, setting those boundaries, she knows what to do. Um, And second of all, I think that that's a great way because some people are looking for validation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I tell my friends that all the time when they reach out to me for like emotional situations and stuff like that. And they're like, well, how do you view me in this situation? Mm -hmm. Or how would you do things? Mm -hmm. I always preface it with, I need to remind you that it's your life, not mine. So the advice that I give you probably and most likely won't help you. I mean, it could. You can try right. it in practice because if it's worked for me, it might work for you. Right. But you need to take everything that I say with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, like I've said before, you only go to bed with yourself. Right. You only need to come to terms with yourself. Yeah. What exterior motives go on around you, don't even don't even worry about them. because Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about what I think about you because if you don't think positively of you, what is my thinking positively of you going to do? Right. Absolutely. It has to come from within. Yeah. And if you can't find that, like, I can't, I can't give it to you. No, I absolutely I don't validate agree. people anymore unless I can actually validate them because that's right. just not healthy. No, no, Sorry it's not. Sorry if I'm breaking your heart, but. Sometimes your heart <laughs> needs to be broken. I, right. We have to pick up the pieces and do a little puzzle and put it back together because that also as an individual kind of helps strengthen you a little bit, which is why I think everyone should have their heart broken at least once, at least once, because you really, that's what I'm saying. Like 100%. (laughs) Break your own heart. Break your own heart. I'm serious. Get fired. doing it until you can't anymore. Yes. That's what I, 100%. If you get fired and you have to pick up all the pieces to yourself, even if you can do it in a day, it doesn't matter. Something small where it really only impacts you, not saying you should go out and get fired, but you know what I'm saying? Um, (laughs) Because putting yourself back together is such a hard concept because you have to like reach into the core of who you are and say, who am I really? Am I going to be able to pull myself out of this? Where do I find motivation on a day-to-day? Things yeah. like that that really keep you up and going. Um, so I think that that was a, a beautiful answer to that. Um, okay, Tiffany, question number five. What are some common barriers that prevent people from being authentic and fully true to themselves? Well, I feel like there are so many things just like as a society that yeah. we could change. Right. You know, I mean, the way that we talk to ourselves plays a big role in it, obviously. But then, like, it's so easy for other people, especially through the Internet, to talk to you poorly and to take that for more than face value. Because I guess as humans, like, we we also suffer from, like, this irrational disbelief that other people could be mean to us for no reason. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's a whole other issue. Obviously, that person's got something else they need to go work out on their own. But mm-hmm. it takes a long time to realize that. Absolutely. Especially when, like, you're just completely shit on or torn apart for being who you are by someone who doesn't even know you. Yeah. And I've never understood why I have or why anyone else has ever cared more about what other people think of them than themselves. I think when we are growing up and like that parent parent influence or whoever is raising you, your siblings or whatever around you, that's like the first time if they aren't supportive then you're like, I feel like everybody's kind of set up to fail. Like how you're raised is so, so important because if you were never taught to not give a shit about anybody else or to focus on you or that you're beautiful and you can do whatever you want to do and that's not put into your head. I mean, all you're going to care about it. Yeah. Yeah. Where, 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 where. And you've got people like reinforcing the idea. Yeah. People that don't even know you. Yes. Because they're saying the exact same things. Yep. And And it's just (laughs) weird to think about. Well, I think it stems from a lack of creativity. <laughs> Ooh, come like on, you guys, you guys come up with a new insult to say to me. You guys are going to say the exact same retire. I know. Okay. And I've come to terms with that. If you can't, right. don't look at me. Don't yeah. talk to me. Don't. You choose to 
force your presence into my presence. Walk the other way. Absolutely. Leave me alone. I think too, I now, and you said this, like people being scared that people are going to be mean to them. That honestly is like, I, I don't know. Sometimes I have a little bit of road rage. I'm not going to lie to you. And I, I think that that is like the first like time that like I would run into, like if I pull up next to somebody and I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Like, being scared of what they may do back. And it's like, who cares? Like, it's fine. And sometimes I need to calm myself down anyway. Like, I don't need to turn and be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? But like, sometimes it is just nerve wracking because you're like, oh shit. Like, I hope they don't come after me. Or like, I hope this doesn't happen. And I get in my head and I'm like, I'm never going to see that person again. I literally am never going to see that person again. And if I do, okay. Hey, you were being wild on the road. Okay. It was crazy. Harold, as I like to say. But also, like, I feel whenever, and the reason those situations got so tiring for me is, like, you're left carrying around the residual anger from a situation that you either brought upon yourself or, like, isn't worth a second thought. It's literally how many minutes of your entire life. Right. And you're going to let it ruin your entire day. Yeah. Or, like, just your mood in any situation. I'm here to have a good time. I don't know how many days or hours or minutes I have left. If you want to be perpetually angry, that's fine. Right. You gotta let but it I'm go. I'm also like not in a rush to get anywhere in terms of like the road rage thing. Like I definitely used to have it, and now I'm yeah. just like, if you want to pass me, honk at me. Hi, <laughs> I don't care. I'm just trying to get to wherever I have to get to alive. Yeah, yeah. right. You can play. You can play Frogger. That's what I'm saying. I think that people, anybody that go that does that, I'm like, you have never seen anybody either pass in a car crash or heard of anything crazy because you you be doing the most, I'm and I'm just that. trying to I'm just trying to get where I'm going. It's it's a lot for me. It's not um, that serious. If you're already late, you're late. You're late. There's oh no difference between God. 20 minutes and 30 minutes. You're already late. You know what the most embarrassing <laughs> thing that ever happened to me was? And this is not true that it was the most embarrassing, but it's up there. One time I was speeding to work. Okay. And I literally... I was, I just wanted to leave my house. Like I wanted to go get Starbucks or something before I went to work. And I was just cruising, like listening to a good ass song. And I am cruising down 64. Like it's nobody's business. And all of a sudden cop comes out, lights come on. And I'm like, and he comes up and literally says like, are you headed to work? Cause I'm like in my little outfit. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm headed to work. And he's like, you running late? And I go, I'm honestly not. I left early um, and I was just having a good morning. Like, you know, like, I, and of course I'm like, like, I'm, I'm so nervous. I'm like shaking. And I was like, I was just having a good morning. And I think it was like a good song. And he was like, that song must have been really good for you going 17 over. Like, yes, sir. Sure as hell was. <laughs> Rihanna was so fun. Um, anyway, I got the ticket, but it was it was just so funny because I was like, I'm not even late. I was like, please, like I'm not even late. Like I literally just did this early on my way to work. How does this happen to people? Um, sorry, but that was just that <laughs> was just a little song. Bit. Maybe that's all it One is. Song. It really is. Sometimes you, you think just... they're all just playing like move, bitch, and they're just like, no, but really, in any setting. They just have on some crazy, like, hardcore playlist just zooming up and down the aisles. Yeah, I honestly, yep. it can be that way. It really can. Um, Sorry, that was very off topic. But tell me. I told you it was going to happen. I know, but that's why We're I love gonna you. We're going to do it. I love it. I Absolutely, I'm obsessed. Um, Tell me what you would say to people if they could hear you that maybe aren't able to be fully true and authentic to themselves. Can you repeat that for me one time? Absolutely. I'm so sorry. Oh my my mind went blank. Why in a literal world would you apologize when I can just read it again? Um, I'm still working on that. Yep. <laughs> one step at a time. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. One, thing, one day. <laughs> you cracked me up. What is something you would tell people that are listening today that can't fully be true or authentic to themselves? I mean, if I'm being blatant yeah who gives a fuck hell yeah i feel like i started off saying this yeah and i always say it yeah because who gives a fuck who your time here is you know very small in mm-hmm. comparison to everything else that goes on in this world yep why would you live it for anyone other than you mm, beautiful because well if you live your life for anyone other than you what was the point of living at all you know, y'all heard it here first. I don't that, know. I mean, no, that's one hundred percent correct. I'm agreeing with you full heartedly. 
Um, that's literally the whole gig. Uh, you're put on this earth. Sucks. It's crazy. But it's got to be you. I choose this ride, but I'm going to enjoy it. We better keep we better keep going. What else right. choice do we have? Um, and I, I've seen too many people that have been hurt uh, either by death or suicide. And it honestly gives me like more motivation to keep living because you see people being affected by it. And you're like, man, like I, I, I already am hurting for my support system when I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Because if that happened to me, that was someone in my close support system, that would rock my world. But everybody just keeps moving. There's yeah. no other choice. There no. is no other choice but to just keep going. So right. I think that that's a great one. Who gives a fuck? And at the end of the day, like the only person you're robbing of anything is you. Is you. Yep. I completely but, agree. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It never has. I don't yeah. I I wish someone with an op like opposite perspective would just like come upon me and be like, well, this is why. I don't think I'd agree with them, but right. I would like and, to see like where that that like mental process comes from. Well, are are you religious? Okay, great. Um uh, <laughs> that might have something to do with it. <laughs> Um, like for instance, uh, someone, I won't, I won't say who, but someone, when I was telling them that I was suicidal one time, just told me to just give it to God. Okay. And that was the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's literally just the breathing techniques. Like you mean, okay, sure. Right. Just give it to God, let it go. And it's like when people are living for like a higher purpose, and they think something is going to come save them in the end, that's where they kind of have the idea of that they're living for something else other than themselves. And that to me is the only person that could turn to you and have a different like opinion, you I know? Appreciate. Yeah. I mean, I love talking to people that oh, yeah. think or feel differently than me always. Right. Like we might end up screaming at each other. I'm very... I mean, hey, passion I is passion. I'm so right. Sorry. Yep. I'm but in there. Like, if you can, if you can give it, I'm going to deliver it. I would love to, but, yeah. um, I mean, on the topic of, of religion, I mean, like, that's a fantastic point because it definitely gives you like this sense of responsibility to bear that again, was never your choice to bear. Correct. And they so you're still choice. carrying around this baggage. Yes. Whether you love that baggage or not, whether you carry it right next to your heart and, you know, keep your Bible under your pillow, whatever it is, that's still something to carry every day. And that yep. shit gets heavy. Yes. It can become yes. a lot. Yes. <laughs> no, I think too, like, it's just hitting that threshold where it's just too heavy. And you're like, why am I wearing this backpack with bricks again? Can I just take this off for a second right. and throw it to the side? Yeah, Somebody else can carry that. In any kind of way. There's nothing in it but bricks. Why am I carrying this around? It doesn't have ice cream. There's nothing fun in this bag. No. You know, put it down. Um, I love that. Okay. Mad respect. I hope someone comes forward. If they do, I'll let you know. I love that. I hope they do. <laughs> I hope they I love do. talking to people. We love it. That's what this whole point is. I mean, I have, you know, Lindsay came on and she's extremely religious. We can sit here and have a conversation about like yeah. anything on this podcast. I just don't stand for transphobic people. You can absolutely rot. I've got very few lines that can, that can't be crossed. And yeah, absolutely. Right. That's one of them. You know that's what I mean? That's absolutely one of them. <laughs> I knew you would I will understand. say like, in the terms of religion, too, like, I don't even think it's, like, a religious thing, but, like, I recently discovered hedonism. Ooh. If you know what that is. I don't. Tell me. It's, like, an ancient Greek philosophy of living life for pleasure rather than responsibility. Cool. Like, you know that phrase, you either live to work or you work to live? Yes. It's is the that work it? to, basically. Gotcha. Like, you're either living your whole life for the sake of, like, pursuing something, chasing mm -hmm. things, or mm -hmm. you're living life for the sake of living. Yeah. And then you're just doing all the other things that supplement your ability to live. And that's I where I am that. right now in life. I love my job. Again, like, I think it's where I'm meant to be right now because I'm trusting in life. It brought me right back to where I was supposed to be. Whatever. Right. I I'll go with the flow. I can take on and I can kill any single job or any single challenge that comes at me. Yeah. I might as well just enjoy everything else I've got going on. Slay. No, right. And yeah. I loved that ideal. As soon as I figured out what it was, I was like, the Greeks had it right. You know what? They, they sure did. Right. I mean, sure, they went to war a lot. <laughs> a lot of people died. But they were they had the right idea. Their hearts were in the right place. I agree. I agree. They were just seeking vibes and like death Wait. got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Money. What else? I want that on my there are so many things I want tattooed on my body, but they were seeking <laughs> money. Wait, but death was in the way is something that I want right across they my chest. Like death was in the way. If you wanted to know anything no about regrets. the Greeks. No, for sure. <laughs>
Stop. What? Oh my God. I love that movie. What's it called? We're the Millers. I love yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, yeah. Love that movie. Um, okay. Moving on to question number six. Tiffany, you find yourself in a space where you aren't able to be true to who you are. How do you respond? I mean, I still struggle with this. Yeah. Every single day. Cause I do a lot of masking and I'm very much aware of it. Mm-hmm. I will try and fit into a situation if I feel uncomfortable or I will just completely shut down. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot better about that, especially because like I said, my community's gotten a lot bigger and a lot stronger. So I feel like the people that I'm normally surrounding myself with now yeah. know me. Love. I mostly find myself doing it in like big family events or stuff like that. So those are definitely things that like probably call for it. Right. But I still definitely dilute myself a little bit. Yeah. And take it back a few notches because that overwhelming fear of, oh my God, what are other people going to think about me? <laughs> it can be a lot. Especially when you're in a large group setting. Like if it's one-on-one, that's one thing. Right. Because if we chose to be in each other's company, it was for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. But not everyone that's in your company at certain times chose to be there. Right. Yeah. So I dilute myself, I would say, for a small portion of time, kind of gauge the situation, gauge how much of me and what parts of me are going to be appropriate for the scenario. Yeah. And then I just roll with it. Do and do eventually, do I just, I was... like, get into who I actually am. Right. You know I mean? Like, it's a good way to, like, ice break my personality. I like that. So we do a little mental prep work beforehand. Absolutely. As much cool. as I possibly can. I am a – I'm not a fan of last-minute plans. Don't get me started. You know? Don't call me at five o'clock and be like, what are you doing? You want to go get dinner? Sure. I'm not your friend. That's It's not me. I'm so sorry. I am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong bitch. Wrong bitch for real. Like I, I'm just not that queen. I feel no you. Solicitors, leave me alone. Leave me alone. You you had your chance. You could call me all day. Don't call right. me at five o'clock. I'm asleep. 24 hour notice is great. Yes. Same absolutely. day, like morning, great. Sure. Sure. If you only we give me work. an hour, I've no. already planned out what I'm having for dinner. I can't. <laughs> I have literally already smoked a blind. Like, don't call right. me. You know I what I mean? I can't even see straight. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> You're so My feet um, don't work right now. Right, I can, of you course. can come to my house and eat dinner. Sure. I'm not yeah, going anywhere. Always my and I'm like, you can come over, but I'm right. not I'm not leaving. <laughs> this is not where I'm trying to be. Right. Would you would you consider yourself a homebody? Where do you stand on that? Oh my God. So yes. I would absolutely say I'm a homebody. Yeah. I definitely get like cabin fever a lot when I'm home for too long. So I'm like, oh my God, I want to be outside. Yeah. And then I'm let outside. And I'm like, no, let me back in. <laughs> You know, like those cats, like have never been outside or like seen snow before. And they're like, oh, I want to go in the snow. And they touch it. And they're like, nope, no. If it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> I'm cracking up this whole episode. You are so funny. Um, <laughs> I always like that. Like there are some situations where I have this anxiety that I'm going to not feel fulfilled in my desires to go out. And then I have the best time of my life. Yeah, And I'm like, oh my God, why don't I leave the house more often? But nine yeah. times out of 10, I leave the house and I come back and I'm like on E for like right. three days. My oh social my meter God. immediately. Down. I've got Down. like an hour and a half in me. Right, 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 right. With word. With three hours if we're not talking to each other. We can go to like a concert or something and I can just right. like watch something, but we don't right. have to actually interact. Yeah, I feel Eight that hours of meals are involved. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. But I mean, there are certain people I can spend a lot of time with. Oh, yeah. And there's certain events. Like, if we're going on a vacation or something for like a week, like I think last year or like the year before, we all did like a group trip to like Cancun for someone's birthday. Fun. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so stressful. I have to get on a plane. Yeah. I have to be around these people for a week. But I love these people. Right. You know what I mean? And I love vacation. Yeah. I will take bottomless margaritas on a beach any day of the week. Right. But it was just like the residual anxiety of like how absolutely exhausted am I going to be? Like, what are the repercussions of this decision? Because I know I'm going to be worn out. Yeah, absolutely. I do the mental prep before I go on the trip. And then like as the trip starts winding down, I start mentally preparing myself for what home life's going to look like. Yes, absolutely. Coming back from vacation and then being home and needing another vacation for after the vacation is extremely important to me. I always end a vacation if I can on a Friday. <laughs> yes. That way you have a Saturday and Sunday to like mentally. Re- I don't understand. My girl. Do like red eye flights on like a Sunday night and then go into the office on Monday and just rock it out. 
what kind of weird I wouldn't talk to anyone that day. I would get right. nothing done. I would, I would get nothing done. <laughs> there it is. It's like I could go and sure I would I wouldn't talk to anybody. Even if I could just sit at my desk, I would get nothing done. And I if I could get anything in. done, it wouldn't be the best version of what yeah. I could produce. And that's just Absolutely. if I can't give one hundred percent to everything that I'm doing in life, again, I'm I don't out. want it. Yeah, right. same. It's same. not for me. Right. I could not agree more. Wow. We are very similar in so many ways. <laughs> um, okay, cool. I love that answer. Question number seven. Tiffany, what is the biggest takeaway in life that has become your driving force in life? My biggest take back or take away, pardon, take back, um, is, you know, the world is a really selfish place as a whole, especially in recent years, like we've seen a lot of like bullshit. We're just gonna blanket statement it is bullshit. Yeah, that's um, but if the rest of the world's gonna be selfish, why can't I? Yeah. Like where's the harm? Why why am I the one that needs to reprimand and control myself for being selfish and demanding my needs and setting my boundaries and protecting my peace when the rest of the world gets to go do fuck whatever? Mm -hmm. <laughs> No, really, really. If everyone else is doing it, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and not even like in a mean sense, right? You know, but sometimes you just need to be able sometimes to do you something for yourself. Selfish. Yeah, exactly. And you um, know, another thing too is like, I lost my train of thought, and I'm okay. so sorry. You are no need There's to apologize. No Cut the, cut the long gap out as you rambling on about nonsense and not knowing what I'm saying. Um, but in other terms of like just selfishness and how it impacts you in the world, like other people's selfishness can cause you a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. Yep. Whether you know it or not. Yep. But like trauma is inevitable to a certain degree. Yes. Things are going to come and happen in your life that change you for who you are mm -hmm. and whether it's for the better or for the worse. So at, the bare minimum, shouldn't you be selfish enough to protect yourself from any kind of trauma that isn't necessary? Absolutely. You know, yeah. like yeah. save yourself the turmoil, save yourself the time, save yourself the money. Therapy is expensive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Truly. God bless those people, but goddamn. Y'all <laughs> be, be costing a lot. <laughs> Are we in a recession or something? Can y'all like cut me some, can I get a two for one? Um, <laughs> but like if, if trauma is going to be inevitable, why would you welcome it into your life? Absolutely. Yeah, and why yeah. would you chase it? Or like, why would you just not be selfish enough to separate yourself from it? And maybe you miss certain things in the world that are important. You'll yeah. catch up. Right. Yeah. I think that's, you know? it's, it's very true. And I think that other people are just, um, they like to feel safe in sometimes when you grow up in like a toxic environment, mm -hmm. if that's all you know, then that's kind of what you stick to. And it, I just wish there was like a way to walk into those people's lives and be like, Hey, like it doesn't have to be this way, you right. know, because you're putting yourself continuously in a situation that's only going to harm you. Yes. Um, and it's only harming you more. And granted, there's going to be stuff like this in your entire life, but like, don't settle to be safe, you know, right. whether it's like your job, your partner, whatever, even your car, like don't settle just to be safe. Like yeah. you can take that step and be, you will be safe no matter where you go. As long as you have yourself, you know, right. it's like a sense of accountability. Like you are accountable and responsible yeah. for your reaction to the things that happen in your world. Yes. And you're the only one that gets to choose how it impacts you. Yeah, absolutely. But no, if you choose in misery, that's fine. Sure. But like why? I don't, you know, if, if that's, that? that's what I'm saying. If that's your choice, that's absolutely fine. You are more than welcome to do whatever you want, but that just can't be what we choose. Um, we have too much <laughs> mental illness for that. If I chose misery, that would be it, you know? So got to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> I have people to piss off. Okay. I've got that's a few more years I need. <laughs> right. I know. I want the only reason I want to live old, live old. The only reason I want to live <laughs> old is so I can sit on my front porch and just be the nice lady on the corner. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh that sweet old lady. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be the right. one that's like, oh, what are y'all up to out yes. there? You know, and they're like, yes. oh, can we, do you have any alcohol? I'll give them beer. You know what I mean? Like, I want to <laughs> be just the fun little lady at the end of the street. So I, I hear you. I just, I hope people get to choose not so much just happiness, but get to choose themselves. Cause it, happiness is sometimes hard to choose every day. Right. But and if you choose yourself, fine. but if you yeah. choose yourself first, like you're saying, yep. 
it comes so easily and it comes yeah. so naturally. Yes. Every single time you choose yourself, you are saving yourself so much time and energy that could have been invested in a situation that wasn't mutually beneficial for you. And mm -hmm. I always use the phrase mutually beneficial because if you're doing something for someone else, it should benefit you. Mm. And I know that, again, I know that may sound bitchy, that may sound no. shitty. No. And it's nice to be selfless sometimes. Like there are certain situations obviously that call for it and like being selfless right. is by no means a bad thing. Right. But also there's nothing wrong with something benefiting you. Absolutely. Like why would you say something like say yes to something that's only going to cost you and benefit someone else? Where is the where's the emotional payoff for that? And yeah. how much of that can you take before you realize you've had enough? Absolutely. That threshold is low for me. I don't have time. I don't have time anymore. I, I think that's time. another thing that like caused or brought all this on. Like I just I like hit E. Yeah. I plummeted to the bottom of the barrel and I was like, where the hell? <laughs> What am, am I gonna, I? what am what I gonna going do? On? Uh no, I, I completely agree. Um I think just we said it best, just choosing yourself is the best thing mm -hmm. that you can do. Um all right, dang it. I'm sad. Tiff, we're already at question number eight. We can what, add more questions. I was gonna say, <laughs> what is a question you want to ask the audience listening today? Um it's kind of like a three-parter. Hot. Um I love a three part. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> um, my question to everyone is: When was the last time you heard the words "I'm proud of you"? Did it come from you? Mm. And if it didn't, why aren't you saying it to yourself more? Ooh. I feel like "I'm proud of you" is a phrase that a lot of people work really hard to hear, and you don't have to, yeah. because other people don't need to celebrate you for you to be validated in what you're doing. Absolutely. I celebrate every little win that I have. Every other day of sobriety that I get, I'm like, hell fucking yeah, I am climbing this mountain. Yes. I don't care who's behind me, but we're making it to the top. Absolutely. And I just, I don't know, like I write little sticky notes all around my house with like little positive messages because if I'm not going to say them to myself or like if I'm having a really rough day, yeah, it's nice to see them. Yes. Um, I feel like a lot of people should probably do this for themselves, but I'm fortunate enough to have people in my life that realize when I'm in a tough space and know the things I need before I need them. Yeah. I have a friend in Chicago and she knew I was having a really hard time. So this is a bottle of happy pills, but inside of each happy pill is a handwritten note of like something kind. Oh my God. And I think a lot of people, I know she's, I cried. I was going to say, and that's a lot of pills y'all. There's a lot of pills a lot. in there. There's yeah. a lot. Of, I've already gone through some of them because yeah. I have more rough days than I'd like to admit. Right. <laughs> I feel that. Right. Um, but it's just like doing little things like that for yourself or just celebrating the small shit, no matter how small it is. Yeah. Like you got through work without having a breakdown. Treat yourself. Get yourself you a little treat. Exactly. You drove home without flipping someone off. Little treats. <laughs> you know? Yes. Or something as big as like you bought a house, mm -hmm. you bought a car, you got a pet. Those yeah. are things that people always celebrate because they're things that like other people hold to a certain level of value. So it seems like things we need to celebrate. Celebrate mm. everything. Yeah. Never let life not be a celebration. Mm. The only mm. time you should ever be in mourning is if something traumatic, like you suffered a loss or anything like that. But other than right. that, it's a party. Just let yeah. it happen. Life is a party. I made honestly. it home without anyone in DC sideswiping me. Little treat. Little treat. There <laughs> is to do with me. Little treat. I was gonna say there's like a meme that's like I am literally living little treat to little treat. And uh -huh. if if that's not the truth, from I'm not kidding you, my iced coffee in the morning to my ice cream at night, like that yep. is my entire existence. Because honestly, celebrating those little things just brings you just a little bit more endorphins to keep right. going. Um, right. I, I, that's what I need. That's what I need to be able to say, okay, great. Like, let's keep going. And to come from within, that's such a hard thing. Cause a lot of the times we're like, oh, I just need to get all this stuff checked off on my list today. Mm -hmm. But if you checked it all off on your list, make sure you're saying you're proud of yourself. Cause that Even is, if you only got two things done. Exactly. You like, got it done. Yes. Take every small win as it comes. Yep. Right. I love that. You called the doctor and made an appointment on your own. I can barely do that. I know. Same. I'm a 26 year old woman. 
I have been on my own insurance since I was 18 and re like liable for all of my own health care. Yeah. I still have a hard time, which is it's why it takes so long to get into therapy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you really need that push. Yeah. But once you have that breakthrough, man, there's no going back. It's like a fucking runner's high. Yeah. You don't want to go back. No. Because you know how it was. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes I take my medication and I'm like, wow, this is what other people who are not mentally ill feel like in a day no wonder they're excited to get up in the mornings right can you believe it they're can not scared about all the it? opportunities that could happen today they're excited mm -hmm. for them mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i love that feeling so much good i'm glad you found medication <laughs> that works for you dude i really really am it took a long time no yeah. one talks about that who no talks about how long you have to go through like i have other friends obviously because that are mentally ill because once you're one of them, you find them. I was gonna say but, it's a group. Everybody yeah, knows. Yeah. Gravitational pool. <laughs> it's just the whole solar system. Mentally ill. <laughs> just echoing around mental illness. Hey, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I feel like that's how you and I always connected. Me and you yeah. always got it. Me and you always understood each other in that way. Yeah, I no offense to mentally sane people, but you can't you can't connect with someone on the same level as mentally no. ill people. No. And mentally can, sane people don't have if they do have trauma, they've already worked through it. Exactly. I like talking about my trauma and I, I like do. having people that cry along with me. Right. That's that means that we both have to be mentally ill. Yeah. We'll take our pills at the same time. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's cute. It's an effort. We love. Right. Um, it's self-care. <laughs> no, it is. It really is. How many medications did it take you or is this just, it's taken a second for it to adjust? Um, I think this is the second or third one I've tried. Yeah, I had and three. it did take a little while for it to adjust. Yeah. Like, I think it was only supposed to be like a three to six month kind of gig, but now I'm going into like a year, year and a half. Nice. And okay. It's getting better. I mean, I'll take, they're not meant to be taken for the rest of your life, but if they tell me I need to, I don't care. Well, you'll get there when you get there. Right. Um, Again, I'm not worried about it. That's not exactly. You can't, you, that is not what we're going to put pressure on. You know what uh -uh. I mean? Like, is it, what is this medication for me? That's working really well. When is this going to stop working? I just call my therapist. I'm like, so when will I be mentally well again? <laughs> Do we have a due date on that? <laughs> Yay. right it's what's going on there i love it uh my goodness well i think that that's really cool so i wouldn't have you heard i'm proud of you has it come from you and if not why hasn't it right i think that's why beautiful not? um Tell yourself you're proud of you damn it yeah and do it in the mirror look yourself in the in goddamn the eye. eye yes yes say it to yourself um I'm always oh, talking to things in my house. Yeah. I'm so, talking and Alex is like, who are you talking to? I'm like, the couch. Right. Sometimes <laughs> you just gotta let it out. I don't know. Sometimes you just gotta let it out. Yes. Yes. And I was like, that is so fair. Don't mind me. Going back inside now. Um, enjoy your combo, I guess. You know? So sorry to press that boundary. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, oh, well, don't mind me. I'm gonna head right back inside. Enjoy whatever you're doing and have a good time. But I was like, dang, like, I wish I talked to myself. I mean, it was a full-on combo. This man mm -hmm. was going in. Um, and I don't get me wrong, I love to interview myself in the car or like anything like that. But I just loved that it was just so natural for him to be able to just feel comfortable enough yeah. to do that. I think that that's really cool. Um, Tiff, any last final thoughts? Okay. Listen. It's a long day because it's a Monday. It is. But we did it. I'm proud Even of it. Even if I don't have Sunday scaries, I like wake up with Monday brain. You ever have that oh, issue where like you start typing and like your brain's ready, but your hands aren't? So you're oh literally gosh. speaking like gibberish. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, can, I, can I just get it together? That's what every Monday is for me. I love that. Good for you. So. Out here just really grinding out the Sunday scary. But I did it. Yeah, you did. Little now treat. I'm have a little treat. I was going to say, what's the treat tonight? What are we feeling? What's the vibe? Uh, I'm probably going to do the same thing I do every night and binge watch Criminal Minds. Oh, Criminal Minds fan. I, I love watched that. that show all the way through at least nine or ten times. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like one of those like comfort shows that I still oh, watch. Yeah. Oh, and the characters are so addictive. Yes. And no matter how many times I watch it, there's always an episode that I forgot little details about, or like You're there's like, so good character what? development that like you need to watch it all the way through from the beginning to end to like get where everything connects. Yes. My fave. I love that. Have love you ever it. seen um Gilmore Girls? That's exactly how I feel about Gilmore Girls. I haven't. A lot of people recommend it to me, but I've always had problems. It took me a long time to get into Gossip Girl. That's fair. Okay. I don't know. It's just never been my drive. Yeah. And maybe it's because I convinced myself that it's not my drive because as soon as I started watching it, I was like, hell yeah, I love this. 
Gossip Girl is a completely different brand. I will say, I love me some Gossip Girl. Um, but that's also just because their dynamics are so crazy and yeah. intense. Um, and Gilmore Girls is a little bit down. I feel like it's a little bit right. less dramatic as all of the things that happen. But it's just kind of like everybody there just has such a passion and a feel. And it's like, I love that. Their characterization is so well thought out and everybody plays the character so well. I literally completely forget I'm watching a TV show. I'm like, yeah. this is just a reality tv show that i'm watching this there's no way at home yes yes absolutely (laughs) have you um have you ever watched outlander no i'm writing writing it down i'm writing it down it's on netflix got it perfect well at least the first like five seasons are i think season six is on stars oh okay and they're doing season seven now but it's also really good it's like it's like a historical romantic drama almost yes Okay. The whole premise is like this woman from like World War One time or even World War Two. She's like a war nurse. Okay. Gets somehow sent back to like medieval times almost, and like falls Ooh. in love with a sky and like everything like that. Cool. But it's, but it's historically accurate. Like the whole the whole purpose of it is really interesting because like her husband in real time is a historian. Yeah. So she goes back to this time frame, and coincidentally, like her husband's specialty is this time frame, so she knows everything. Oh, <laughs> wait, but that's kind of cool. So if you like books, you can always read those, but I, the show is... Both are great. You you cannot consume it fast enough. I was going to say, sometimes I'm like, I cannot look at another screen. Just working from computers or your phone. Um, so I like books, but then other times I'm like, I don't want to hold anything. Please, remote lay. Like, right. So I love, so I wrote long. that down. Hey, in five seasons, I'll be... Don't give me a good time. I'll be happy to sit down. That's that sounds great. Anything with more than two seasons, I really want to actually like watch. Mm-hmm. Um, because that means it's good, you know. Oh my god, yeah. There's a huge fandom behind it. Ooh. I know the main male character, like it's so big that like him and the other guy like wrote books, they developed like whiskey based off the whole like brand. What? It's, That's crazy. it's a whole thing. And I think it's bigger over in like the UK or, or something like that. Cool. Because they don't all speak American English. I got you. They're all Scottish. They're all British. They're all, you know, all European. Gotcha. But it's great. I definitely, if you like character development and you're into a little bit of romance, a little bit of, I would say trauma. Yeah. There's sexual, sexual assault alert. That does happen back. Trigger warning. Yeah. Historically accurate, unfortunately, but it's really good. Oh my it God. really tells you the heartstrings in all the right ways. Damn. Well, I'm going to keep you posted, Queen. Um, well, now we're going to wrap this up for a second time for real. Any last thoughts? Okay. It's all elevator music up here. Oh my, <laughs> that is exactly how I want to end it. It's all elevator music up here. All the love homies forever and always. Have a great rest of your day. And don't forget to be true to you. All right. Now I got to stop. Hold on one second. <laughs>